or not. What? Or not. What happened? I don't know. It's it won't it's not recording. Uh uh what the hell's wrong with my internet today? It's not recording. Yeah, the storm may have slowed it down. I don't know. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to High Scores and High Spots. This is episode 16. Today on the prod, uh, today on the show, we're going to be talking a Vince McMahon update, a Triple H update, news on Jonathan Gresham's future in AEW, plus death before this honor and some video game news and releases. I am Ryan. With me again is my co-host, my brother Nathan. Man, Ryan, we got a lot of good news, but I also I got some bad news for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we're going to kick things off with the video games. We're going to pick up that controller, smash the buttons, and get into video games. And, yes, we are going to start with some somber news, um, news that have really it touched my heart. Um, and it, it just it, it <laughs> really, uh, really just, man. Um, so... If you if you've been in the loop, you have known that Ubisoft was going to be making a new uh, uh, Splinter Cell game for the VR. Oh, oh, I got I got double bad news. That's not um, the bad news I had. Um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know that Ubisoft. Here, here's the thing, Ubisoft. I don't know what's going on. Um, they may be. Uh, I I. They're kind of um, falling apart here because uh, they recently announced that they're canceling four games. Um, of those yeah. games is the Splinter Cell VR game. Ghost Recon Frontline also has been canceled, and then two other unannounced games. Um, so, well, Ghost Recon, well, Ghost Recon Frontline was um, supposed to be like it was pretty highly. Uh, it was gonna be a free-to-play multiplayer online game, like Warzone, um, and it's been denied. It's been um, it's been canceled. And then also the Splinter Cell VR game, which I was super looking forward to, has been canceled as well. Yeah, and also Ryan, uh, another game that you've been uh, you reviewed it on this channel on our on our podcast, and you kind of liked it. And it's about to not be supported anymore. It's really going to break your heart. Roller champion. Um, yeah. So there is that. There was rumors <laughs> of, of of that game being canceled. Ubisoft has put out a statement, um, saying that uh, it was giant bomb journalist Jeff Grubb said he'd heard from a source that Roller Champions is going to be canceled after season three. We're currently in season one. Um, but in a statement released Monday, Ubisoft denied it was planning to axe the free-to-play game. Um, it says, here's their uh, statement. Hello, champions. Let's clear it out of the way first. Roller Champions isn't getting canceled, and Ubisoft fully supports it. What the Roller Champions right. dev team is doing is making sure we focus on what our players have told us need improvement, and that supersedes all other priorities. 
To that end, Ubisoft is extending the length of the game's current season, Disco Fever, for two main reasons. The first is to release a patch that includes cross-invite so we can deliver on the game's promise of being a resolutely social experience. The second is to give the team more time to solve the issues players have voiced as irritants. Um, as far as the content is concerned, we can tell you that we've got exciting stuff planned for the next two seasons. So, um, so they are apparently still keeping hey. this game around. There you go. Ubisoft kind of softened the blows there for um, Ryan. They, 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 left, they left one of your games off. Um, in other Ubisoft news, um, the next Assassin's Creed game is reportedly being delayed until spring 2023. Um, is not officially announced, but Bloomberg um, announced that they were, they were planning on releasing a smaller scale, stealth-focused Assassin's Creed game this year. Um, and now it's being reported that uh, it's going to be delayed next year. Reportedly, the game is going to take place in the Middle East. Um, it's also Thursday. Ubisoft said it has delayed Avatar Frontiers uh, of Pandora and a smaller unannounced premium game to April 2023, which is, according to everybody, that small game was uh, the Assassin's Creed game. So I don't know what's going on with Ubisoft. Uh, Ubisoft does not appear to be okay. Um, they, no, they make a lot of games, but apparently they don't make a lot of money. Yeah, so it's uh canceling all these games um, and, and delaying games. It doesn't sound like Ubisoft is doing okay, and their only game that's really doing well is a free-to-play game. So I don't know. They're one of the biggest studios out there, and if they're having trouble, this is not going to be – I don't know what that's going to – you know what I mean? I don't know what that could lead. Could this be another scenario where they go out of business and then – you know, Sony or Microsoft snoops up another game company. Could be. That could happen. Um, oh, it's crazy. It is crazy. Um, Ryan, I got a, I got a question for you. Do you like boobies? Do I like boobies? <laughs> yes. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. But do you would you want your son to see boobies in a game? Oh boy, <laughs> where's this heading? <laughs> well, uh, the new, uh, well, the new uh, uh, Bayonetta game, Ryan. It's rated M for mature, like the other two Bayonetta games. But it's it's including a uh, naive angel mode. Hmm. Where all of the graphic brief nudity stuff is covered up with different clothes. So that way, if uh, a younger person is playing the game, they don't see all the graphic nudity that they see if you play without the naive angel mode. How do you feel about it, Ryan? I mean, it's. I, I don't understand if it's a game rated M for mature, why. You know, they're worried about kids playing it. Um, I mean, the, you know, if it's rated in for mature, parents should know that, and that shouldn't be a... But I guess it is cool, you know, that they're looking out for everybody. But, again, if it's a rated M game, you didn't see Grand Theft Auto, you know, censoring shit. So, it's rated M for a reason. I mean, I, 
that's cool that they're trying to, I guess, make it for everybody. But at the same time, it's it's a it's a it's an adult game. <laughs> so why would a kid want to yeah. play it or should be playing it? It's another thing. But uh, you know, that's cool. These games are these companies now are just doing insane shit with their games now. Like every game, it's like new stuff coming out, and I don't know. Um. EA is reportedly working on a single-player open-world Black Panther game. Um, again, this is from Giant Bomb. Uh, the title is in the early stages of development and is very likely being produced at a recently established EA studio. A single-player game earlier in development, and the game starts with Black Panther being dead. And then you basically become, well, you basically become the new Black Panther, and then that's the game. So... Um, big open world. I mean, you know, I am not a huge Marvel fan. I don't know a whole lot about Black Panther, but I do know uh, where he's from is a pretty cool place. So that could be pretty cool to have a game set in that world. Wakanda. Yeah. Um, so, you know, hey, going down the, the roads of, you know, uh, Spider-Man, uh, they made an open world game. So this would be pretty much kind of the same thing, I would say. So pretty cool. Uh, it is EA though, so I have my doubts. <laughs> yeah, you never know about EA. They can throw some crap into. Uh, Ron, what kind of releases do we got this week? Um, we have a release coming in August 30th, Nathan. The Team and T Cowbone Collection is officially out August 30th. Just Woo! You know. I'm pumped for that. So I go. wasn't. Until I saw those cleaned up graphics. Hell, yeah, it looks great. I, I'm definitely gonna. It's only thirty bucks too, forty bucks or something. Yeah. So, not too bad for you know they cleaned it up. If they would have, if it would have just been the games by themselves, I wouldn't have cared. But uh, yeah. So we're looking at the games from February, uh, February, July 25th through July 31st. Um. A lot of PC games here earlier, so I'm not going to really get into those. Uh, Aliens Fireteam Elite, Fire Team Elite Season 4 comes out. Uh, Story of Seasons, The Pioneers of Olive Town is out for PS4, Switch, or PS4 and Xbox One. It's already been on Switch, so it's, a, it's coming to the other consoles. Uh, Noel, The Mortal Fate is coming out to PS4, Xbox One, and Oh, no, it's already out on everybody else. Just coming to the Xbox One. Um, I'm not sure what that's about. Uh, Train Valley is coming to Switch and PS4 and Xbox One. Um, You build railways. You can play in Europe, America, Japan, or the USSR in 1830 all the way up to 2020. I'm going to do Japan so I can use those bullet trains. Um, so it's basically, yeah, you know, you, you got all the years that trains have been around. That's pretty cool. Uh, Path of Titans, which looks like a dinosaur game, uh, is coming to X to everything. Um, okay, come on, Internet. Uh, Hunt Showdown Serpent Moon is coming to Xbox One. Uh, the legend, uh, the legend of heroes, Kuro no Kaseki is coming to X, uh, PC. This game, Lord Winklebottom investigates. <laughs> it's got a giraffe in a suit. Um, 
I am not sure what this is for because my internet is decided to to it's coming to PS4, Xbox One. So there you go. I guess you play as a uh, I, I, an investigative giraffe. So this is what <laughs> this is what the giraffe from, from Toys R Us is up to now. He's a he's an <laughs> investigative reporter. Lord, Lord boy, investigates. Yeah. 1920s murder mystery point and click adventure where you play as a giraffe detective. Why is it? What? <laughs> so it's a period piece where you play as a giraffe. I don't. Who the fuck? Captain Velvet Meteor The Jump Plus Dimensions comes to the Switch on July 28th. Lost Epic comes to PS5. Loot Light. It's coming to Xbox One and PS4. Azure Striker Genvolt 3 for the Switch. Uh, the High School Years for the Sims 4 expansion pack comes out. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. A lot yeah, of PC you. games here. Uh, Yoni, Yoni is coming to Switch. Uh, July 29th, we've got RimWorld Console Edition for the Xbox One and PS4. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 for the Switch. Digimon... Yep, Digimon Survive for the Switch. And then August 1st, we got The Gallery for the PS for the Xbox One. PS4 the and the Switch. It is a live action game. Like real actual people. And basically it's I've played one of these games before. So this takes the games I like where it's decisions, but it puts it as like an actual movie. So it's actually I had played one before. They're not too bad. It's like watching a movie, but then you have to make a choice here and there. Um, but that's about all we got. So really, the only big one is Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Everything else is a little bit weird and out there. Right. But I might have to check out World Winkle Bottom Investigates. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, it's a British oh, game, too. God. So I can't wait. Oh. I can't wait for that British humor that I don't understand. But I'm... I might have to check that game out. <laughs> All right, let's get into the world of wrestling, right? Well, not not much in the way of video games today. So let's yeah, we're going to kind of speed on here. To, we're going to ring the bell, jump in the ring, and get into the high spots, the world of professional wrestling. Before we get into any of the results, we have more news regarding Triple H's new roles in WWE. Not only... As we talked about on the last show, that he was named head of talent relations. He has now been named head of WWE creative. That is huge. People have fantasized about this, Ryan, for about seven years. We've talked about this, just me and you, like not on a podcast. We talked about we if we always wanted Triple H to uh, take over. Um, so here we go. Um, I don't expect any changes um, like right now, obviously, anytime soon. But over the next year or so, I would see slow introductions of, of his style and slow. They can't do a sudden change. You I know? never know. They did it with his show NXT. He could be like, fuck you, we're doing it. I mean, they could we're do that. But I don't see him doing it on Raw and SmackDown. Um, but I do say, you know, um, I I do think they're. This could be insane. I don't oh, know yeah. though. I, I I don't know 
we're about to find out if Triple H, whenever back when people were asking him about this, if he was just company speaking, or if he if he really believed what he was saying. Because before what he said was that main roster was pop music, and and NXT was grunge. But yeah. now, but now, we're we're about to find out if that was just what. Yeah, so reportedly Bruce, Bruce Pritchard's still going to be around. He's going to work under Triple H, which, you know, well, people are, are, are saying that's a bad thing, but we've never seen Bruce Pritchard without Vince. So yeah. you don't know what this could be without the Vince McMahon saying, yes, no, 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 we're going to do it my way. This could be a lot different. You got writers who are pretty talented that could come up with some Triple H, but yeah, fuck it, what's wrong with it? Um, yeah. Also, it's being reported that Sometimes, who knows when, but Kevin Dunn is reportedly going to be leaving soon, too. Um, the longtime producer. Yeah, him and, him and Stephanie don't get along. So. so hopefully he will get out there. I'd hate to see people lose their jobs, but Kevin Dunn is a fucking idiot. Um, and I want to see him gone. So, you know, Triple H taking over creative. Obviously, like I said, it'll probably take time for us to see any real significant changes. Or it could happen tonight. You never know on Raw. <laughs> uh, I think some major changes that we'll see immediately are going to be some wrestlers might be getting booked a little better than what they were before. I, I, I do see the booking style changing a little bit of who he pushes and who he doesn't push. Um, obviously, he has a style that he likes that's different from Vince. Um, and so, yeah, we could see some people changing. I could see some names being changed again just because maybe going, you know, like Pete Dunn. That you never know because you know, Triple H Stephanie in charge now is essentially Stephanie. She could walk back a lot of those edicts that Vince had where it's like, we're not gonna if you have a person part of your name, we're gonna you know what I mean? We're gonna make you change your name. They may go away from that. They may go back to signing independent people and not these college athletes that are twenty year twenty two years old. Um so right. We could see a lot of changes. Obviously, hopefully, I don't see it drastically changing soon, but by this time next year, uh, WWE could look extremely different, not only in the way it's booked, but in the way it's filmed, in the way it's, you know, produced. Um, yeah, uh, do you see potentially people coming back? I do WWE see that. Now? I do see that. I, I see someone like Johnny Gargano, um, who was hesitant about going to the main roster just because of Vince and he knew what would happen could potentially come back and go to the main roster because he knows Triple H is in charge now. I could see a lot of the people who still haven't signed or who have signed elsewhere, but contracts may be coming up could come back now just do because they have great relationships with Triple H. You hear Adam Cole talk about it. Um, he still has a good relationship with Vince. You, you, yeah. Or man, Triple H. I'll tell you what. Maybe when that AEW contract comes up, we might get Undisputed Era back in uh, main roster. I'm telling you, I think Tony Khan, he's all, you know, making these jokes on Twitter, but I think, and we'll get into him later, he better watch his back. Um, because now that Trip Vince is gone, that was a lot of people's hesitations from going to WWE. And nothing, Triple H is in charge of talent. So he's going to be signing people. And he's in charge of creative. So he can yeah. essentially tell them how he's going to book them, and it actually happened. Yeah. before. 
You didn't know with Vince, but if Triple H is in charge. He can tell him, look, you're going to be pushed there, here, here, here. This is going to be your first feud. This is what we're going to do with you. They're going to get to this point, and it could happen because it's Triple H signing him and then booking him. So I don't know, man. The, the, the possibilities are endless for what could happen here, and I'm, I'm not, like, over the moon, like, I'm going to go crazy excited, but I'm also pretty excited for the future of WWE. Uh, oh, dude, I, I can't help it. I'm, I'm stoked. Um, <laughs> speaking of Vince McMahon, he did retire. A new report has come out from WWE themselves because um, they put out a financial statement because um, it's like in the new month and, and they're, they're doing the thing. Apparently, they have uncovered $14.6 million in unrecorded expenses paid out by Chief Executive Vince McMahon. Um, said it will re- so they basically have to re go through the uh, expenses and change their uh, like numbers because of this. Um, but $14.6 million um, dating back to 2019. That he paid that was apparently WWE money. This was not his money. This was not, I don't think this is the same money that came out for the NDAs that have been coming out. This is something different. Um, right. And you look at it, you know, $14.6 million that he paid. This is around 2019 is when they started doing these mass budget cuts and these mass firings. Hmm. You know, something's fishy here. Um, but with all this being said, WWE stock is at an all-time high right now. Um, it is at sitting at $79, um, which is higher than it's been in uh, the highest close since 2019. So it's up. Um, a lot of people are saying that it's up because there are people thinking that this could lead to a sell of WWE with Vince McMahon being gone because he might eventually be forced to sell his uh, sell his shares. Um I don't know what that would mean if he would sell them to Stephanie and Triple H or uh, like no one would have the money to buy it outright. So it would have to be a company or a group of people um, buying it. So I don't know what that would mean, you know? Yeah, I don't know. That could be interesting. Um, yeah, uh, I would think I would think as long as Stephanie and Triple H and, and uh, Khan as long as those three people are seen as good at what they're doing, yeah, I don't see anybody taking them out of those positions if they bought bought the company. Yeah, yeah, I I think if anyone's gonna buy it, they're just gonna buy it as just like an an investment. Like you yeah. know, DW makes a shit ton of money. They just buy it to make money off of it and not really care about what they do, honestly. Um, right. But that's all the news. We will get to more news when we talk about ROH Final uh, Death Before Honor because we've got, ooh, boy, do we have some juicy details uh, coming out about what happened there. But before we get to that, we got to talk about SmackDown and Rampage real quick. Uh, SmackDown kicked yeah. off with Stephanie um, and basically led a thank you, Vince chant, and that was it. She didn't say anything. She just basically came out no. and said, thanks, Vince. I love you, Dad, and then left. Street Profits came out. They started talking. Um, they started talking about, you know, they're going to win the titles. And then Theory came out. Um, this show, again, this show was before it happened. Uh, the news came out that Brock Lesnar had left. 
And so uh, everyone was watching the show to see what would happen. Spoiler alert, he came back. Um, yeah. So the first matchup was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ludwig Kaiser, a rematch from two weeks ago. Very good match. Ludwig gets the win thanks to uh, Gunther. Um, Gunther, Gunther uh, hit him in the face, and then uh, Kaiser hit this weird-ass DDT-type maneuver uh, to get the win. Yeah, the that match. was the Velveteen Dream. It was the Velveteen Dream DDT. Oh, that's what it was. I knew I'd seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. After the match, they were standing on the ramp, and then Gunther gave him a chop anyway. Yeah. I guess because he couldn't get it done on his own. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Kayla and and uh, Liv Morgan had a face to face. You know, it was a Ronda Rousey promo. <laughs> That's all I can say. She kind of, she kind of seemed into it. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, McAfee did cut a promo uh, on Baron Corbin. He called, he said Corbin had a herpes ass looking head. Um, he gets to the announce table. Uh, then we had the Viking Raiders versus Jinder Mahal and Shanky with Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston on commentary. On commentary, by the way, because Vince wasn't there. Apparently, Xavier Woods felt he could say what he wanted. Um, he mentioned that the Viking Raiders were ROH and New Japan Pro Wrestling World Tag Team Champions. It's kind of weird yeah. hearing that on the WWE show. Uh, the Viking Raiders won by countout. Because they they just, yeah. Jinder and Shanky got counted out. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, do you think the Viking Raiders might finally win some gold? Hopefully at some point. Jesus. Um. I got to the back where uh, Sonya Deville is making fun of Adam Pierce, and then she basically he basically says, "You're wrestling Raquel Rodriguez tonight." Uh, then we had a Sheamus promo with Drew McIntyre. He challenged him to a match. not a good. I don't know what happened to Sheamus, but he was uh, his work today. He fast. He challenged him to an Irish Donny Brook fight. Um, no disqualifications, no countouts, and basically, uh, it's. A Shillelagh match. Yeah, first they called it a Donnybrook, then they called it a Shillelagh match, then they called it a Donnybrook. So I yeah. don't know. Uh, but it's basically a Shillelagh match. No disqualification Shillelagh match. It's going to happen next week. Winner goes to, I guess this is finally they're going to do their number one contenders match. Um, uh, Drew's sword will be banned next week, but Shillelagh's and any other weapon are allowed. Yeah. Raquel Rodriguez beats Sonia Deville. Uh, Aaliyah and Lacey Evans were going to wrestle. Lacey Evans cut another promo and then beat up Aaliyah again. It's still no match. But next week, they said it's going to happen. So we'll see. Uh, Jeff Jarrett Uh, did a promo. uh, uh, The the Raquel Rodriguez match, uh, uh, I think she hurt uh, uh, DeVille on that one-arm powerbomb. Yeah, it looked bad. Yeah, it looked bad. Um, then, then, uh, Jeff Jarrett cut a promo and basically say he's going to call it down the middle. Um, they said they saw someone, they management needed someone they could trust. So again, we go with the guy who made a career out of hitting people with guitars. And who also attacked a 70, whatever year old man on a YouTube video. Yes, that too. (laughs) And bloodied him up. (laughs) 
Um, <sighs> then we had the Usos and Theory versus the Street Profits and Madcap Moss. Um, well, before that, we had Maxine to Maxine to um, yeah, he's the new talent director now, so I guess Max is yeah. gone. We've got rumors on this. Um, apparently, yeah, so yeah there's a little bit of backstage heat here, yeah. Apparently, Vince, but again, that doesn't matter now. But apparently, he was rubbing people the wrong way and that he they just didn't feel like he was getting over. Um, so they replaced him with Maxine, who was. In NXT with Vaughn Wagner and Mr. Stone. Um, so I guess that's over with now. Um, we'll see now that Vince isn't there. Maybe he'll get brought back in. Maybe he'll go back to LA Knight. Um, I don't know. But yeah, so she, he's gone. She's in. Um, this six-man tag happened. It's a six-man tag eventually. Theory was like walking out, but then he ended up staying. I don't understand what happened here. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, Matt Cat Moss and the Street Profits win by disqualification um, after uh, Theory used the briefcase on Moss. Then after the bell, Theory kept hitting Moss with the briefcase. Um, it keeps going. And then Brock Lesnar came out. Yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar comes out with the cowboy hat and boots, and he just uh, enters the ring. Um, Lesnar charges against Theory, hits an F5, and then he beat the shit out of Theory with the briefcase. Um, he pits him with another F5, and he walks away. And that was uh, how SmackDown went off the air. You know, I wish yeah, I could make so, Brock Lesnar money for doing as little as Brock Lesnar does. I'm telling you. Uh, so, apparently, somebody there must have talked some sense into Brock and brought him back. Well, I, I assume what happened was Brock is a hothead, and I assume he was caught off guard with the Vince McMahon news. He probably felt like he probably should have been informed. You know, it's a pretty big deal in the company. He probably yeah. felt like, a, you know, kind of like taken aback and he left and had a moment and then he decided to say, ah, I guess I'll go back. He's a professional and did his job. Unlike other people who walked out and uh, did not do their job. Just saying. <laughs> At least he came back. Uh, Someone else who did right, their job was into... Jonathan Gresham. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's get into a rampage here. Uh, Rampage kicked off with Adam Page and John Silver versus the Butcher and the Blade. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember what happened in this match. Uh, Page and, uh, Page and uh, Silver, Page and Silver won, but I don't remember anything that happened during this match. That's how boring I was. Yeah. It just nothing happened here. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Hangman Page. Uh, what a fall from grace. I don't say I don't know if he's gonna be a main eventer anymore after this. I don't know. What a what a fall from grace, man. He was world champion like six months ago. <laughs> yeah. Less than that. Like what like four months ago? Yeah, no, not that long ago. And uh yeah, he's gone. All right. Uh and then their second then we had Claudio Castanoli come out and talk about ROH and Jonathan Gresham. Uh, basically about how world championships have eluded him his whole career. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it was a good promo. A lot of people said this was amazing. It wasn't amazing, but it was good. All right. Lee Moriarty versus Dante Martin. Uh, Lee Moriarty won, but he kind of uh, cheated at the end, rolled him up and grabbed the ropes. Um, Sylvie Hathaway was out there, and he tried to hand um, Moriarty a, a business card, but he kind of walked away. 
And then Matt Seidel challenged him to a match next week. Should be interesting. So I guess Liam already turned heel-ish. I don't know. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter defeated Sky Blue and Ashley DM boys. Then we had the rap battle. Uh, Austin Gunn started what, what off What did you good. think of the rap battle, Ron? I mean, Austin Gunn started off good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, he basically called out Caster's dad. Um, and then uh, Caster went and uh, ripped him a new asshole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Gunn could not come out with something. So then I guess that means the the – Acclaimed get to pick the match um, that they have, but then the gun club just ended up beating their asses. So, yeah, they hit them with trash cans, whatever. So, oh, probably like a street fight or something. But it was, it was fun. I mean, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, you know, may not have been as good as the Usos, the New Day rap battle, but it was good. <laughs> Austin Gunn had a little bit of flow to him, you know. <laughs> and then we had Jay Lethal versus Christopher Daniels, a match that I didn't think I would see in 2022, but here we are. Uh, Daniels looked good for his age, but you know, he is like 50. So, um, you know, it was, it was a good, decent match. Jay Lethal gets the win. Um, and then they just beat him out. And they, they beat him down more after the match. I feel we felt like Samoa Joe was going to come out to make the save, but no, they just beat his ass and then it was over. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, Joe. <laughs> Where I you been, man? Uh, that's their build up to uh, Death Force Honor, where Jay Lethal will challenge Samoa Joe for the television title. Speaking of that, Let's get into this show, but before the show started, backstage, apparently there was some heat and there was some drama between the ROH world champion Jonathan Gresham and Tony Khan. Apparently, there was a verbal uh, disagreement between the two of them, which led to Jonathan Gresham cussing out Tony Khan and then basically right there asking for his release. Right. I don't blame Jonathan Gresham. I mean, look, he comes into the AEW. He was holding down ROH. He was like the man for this company. First thing they basically do is turn him heel, which was not needed, and it was, like, for no reason. Then they take his manager away, uh, Tony. We Tony don't really Cole know Blanchard. what happened with that yet, though. Yes. We don't know why Tully Blanchard got taken out. So I don't know on, what's going on with that. On the pre-show, Prince Nana did a uh, Prince Nana did a interview where he basically just said, I bought Tony Blanchard Enterprises, and that was it. So I'm wondering if part of the verbal dispute had something to do with Tolly Blanchard. I don't know, man. I I don't really know what it was about. Um, I would have. I mean, Jonathan Gresham has not been booked really well by Tony Khan. Um, since he was signed, and, and I don't blame Jonathan Gresham. Like I said, he's held down. You know, he's held down a, a ROH for a while, and then now it's he's kind of like an afterthought. You know. Like he comes right. in, he's the first match on this card. It was a world title match with absolutely no build to it at all. I mean, I can understand his frustration. Um, so, um, yeah, basically, it comes down to he was frustrated with the creative direction of his character. Specifically, he had been against the idea of turning heel, um, and he had a vision for his creative direction that Khan did not share. Apparently, he said that uh, Grisham had apparently been told that creative changes had to go through Khan, but he was unable to meet with Khan before the show. And then when he finally did, I guess he lost his mind. <laughs> so, um, other people have, I mean, this is not a new thing. Other people have called out 
AEW in his form of not having any communication with AEW at all, like when they got fired, like Chavo and Marco right. and Joey Janela, they just they just were told, yeah, you know, they couldn't get a hold of them or anything. So, I mean, this is not anything new. And again, this comes back to Tony Khan trying to do way too much on his own. He sure. needs to hire some people to be talent relations. He needs to hire, and not wrestlers, not people who are currently on the roster. He needs to hire people who aren't active wrestlers um, to be involved with, be involved with this. But yeah, so apparently, yeah, I don't know. So he did ask for his release. I don't know if he'll get it. Uh, but I would assume he's probably not coming back. <laughs> um, on the free show, Colt Cabana defeated Anthony Henry. The Trust Busters, which is the weirdest group I've ever seen, Ari Davari and Slim J, who I've never heard of in my life. Yeah, apparently he was in ROH a long time ago. He looked old, so yeah. Uh, they defeated Cheeseburger and Eli Isom. And then the embassy, Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony defeated Alex Zane, Great Christian, and Tony Deppin. So Brian Cage has been, uh, again, still just doing pre-show matches. Willow Nightingale defeated Allison Kay. And then your main show kicked off with the World Championship match. Jonathan Gresham defending against Claudio Castagnoli. They let the this World must have been, it might have been another reason why this was opening match with all the stuff going on backstage. Yeah, and uh, I knew something was up, Ryan, because, yeah, they did the Prince Nana thing, and he came out with the Gates of Agony and everything, you know. Yeah. Well, then Jonathan Gresham came out, didn't even have his mask that he usually wears. To the yeah, he was very just – yeah, you could tell something was up with his demeanor. And, and I was like, okay, where's Prince Nana? And then after the match starts, Prince Nana comes walking down. So it's like, it's like Gresham was like, "Yeah, screw that. I'm 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 not walking with him." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So this match only went 11 minutes. Uh, in quarter yeah. one. Again, this was the second shortest match on the entire main card. Yeah. Something happened there. I, I mean, if that was, and if this was the plan all along, I would be pissed if I was Jonathan Gresham. Of course I'd be mad. I mean, he's been the champion forever, and then this is what they give you? An 11-minute match to open the show? Yeah, I don't think this was the, I don't know about that being the plan, but I think that's what, this was the fallout of whatever happened backstage. Um, but so we have a new world champion, Claudio Castagnoli. Uh, we did do predictions for this. Uh, spoiler alert. Nathan kicked my ass. Uh, so you got six points there for Claudio. I went with the Gresham. If I would have known all this before, I would not have done that. The second match was the six-man title match. Uh, Dalton Castle and the boys defending against – or going up against the Righteous who were defending it. I didn't think this through when I picked the Righteous. Obviously, Dalton Castle and the boys were going to win. Uh, the Righteous is kind of split with Vincent being in Impact and and – you know, I don't know what they're going to do with Bateman and Dutch. A uh, very quick match. This one was the shortest match on the main card. Uh, Dalton Castle and the boys get the win. That's three more points for you. <laughs> I only got two matches right. I'm just going to throw that out there, people. <laughs> Next matchup. It's for the Pure Wrestling Championship, Pure Wrestling Rules. We were Utah versus Daniel Garcia. What do you think of this one, Nathan? I think it was a good match. Uh, they didn't play into the pure rules as much as I thought they would. They had, what, what one rope break the entire match? Yeah, one rope break. They really didn't 
I thought maybe they'd play into the fact that Daniel, Daniel Garcia hadn't been in one of these, and he would like try to throw some punches, which you're not allowed to do, you know. Yeah. I thought maybe I thought maybe they'd play in it, but they really didn't. No, this was just a basic match. It was good, but yeah, they didn't play into the pure rules at all, really. And they didn't have, you know, Garcia basically before this match said he was going to win and then take the title back to Dynamite and smash it in a million pieces. Um, but we were Utah does get the win, retains the title. So a big night for the Blackpool Combat Club. They now have three championships in their uh, group. Also, the Blackpool yeah. Combat Club, it was announced that on the Dynamite, Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson will be making his return to the ring against Daniel Garcia because Fuck me. What the? Why? <laughs> yeah, Daniel Garcia is going gonna to keep getting destroyed, apparently. What? But why do they keep pushing this dude? They've been pushing him for a year, and it's gone nowhere. Who, Daniel Garcia? Yeah. Like, no one wants to see this guy get all these main event matches and stuff. Like, I mean, he's all right. He's got no personality at all. <laughs> well, we had- uh, I did like the finish of this pure match because he went for uh, he had him in the sharpshooter that he uses, but when he uses the sharpshooter, he he leans back with it. Yeah. And when he leaned back with it, uh, Wheeler Yuta caught him in the bull, bulldog choke, which helped him get the win. So that was that was pretty cool. It was a pretty inventive uh, ending. Yes. Uh, then we had a match that we did not predict because we did not know it was going to happen. Roosh versus Dragon Lee, brother versus brother. Uh, other than good match. other than the two out three false matches was my favorite match on the show. Uh, this match ruled. Uh, these two took some chances that were insane. Uh, they beat yeah. the shit out of each other. Uh, Roosh does end up getting the win, and I guess because of that, he gets the challenge for the AEW World Title because fuck the rankings. Yeah, he's uh he's uh eight uh on a ten match winning streak, but not in AEW. Just yeah. ten matches like and, and that's their that's their explanation yeah. for him getting a title shot. When has that mattered? When has wrestling <laughs> in other companies mattered towards the rankings? It didn't until yeah. it matters to, for this this purpose. Their rankings mean nothing. They need to come out and say their rankings mean nothing. I I don't like this honestly because I think Roosh needs to keep getting pushed and have him fight the champion. They do this all the time. Uh, he's probably going to lose, so... Yeah. They do this all the time. They get a guy, and he's on, like, a little bit of a run, and then they put him against a champion, and he loses. They do this all the time. And I don't understand it. Uh, but, yeah, so... Due to his wins elsewhere, because he's only had one fucking match in AEW... Yeah. He's getting a world title match. Interesting. Make it make sense, because it makes no sense to me. Mercedes Martinez defended the RH World Women's Championship against Serena Deeb. This was a match. <laughs> it think, wasn't great. I think this one went way too long. They gave them yeah. 17 minutes. I that would seem to be too long for me. Uh, it was not great. Uh, Deeb did or Mercedes wins. I got one right. <laughs> yeah, one of two that I got right. But yeah, Mercedes Martinez gets the win. Uh, this was this. Yeah, this wasn't great. I kind of figured it wasn't going to be either. They just, neither one of them are, I don't know. I don't know. They're both good wrestlers, but they just don't click together. Uh, they might be a reason why neither one of them were on the main roster WWE. Yeah. Yeah, probably. When Mercedes was, she was in retribution for a week. <laughs> uh, the RH World Television title, Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal. There was no code of honor in this match. Jay Lethal attacked Samoa Joe. They, they just fought in the ramp. All around the yeah. ring for minutes before the match even started. 
uh, once the match started. It was it was a pretty good match for Joe being over 300 pounds now and clearly not in the best shape. Uh, he was he was huffing towards the end of this thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he did get to get the win. Joe ended up choking out Jay Lethal to retain, which was shocking. Um, if you got that right, but I really did not think Joe was going to win. Yep. Uh, so you basically, you know, the only match you missed was the one-pointer. Yeah. You got it, everyone. This is insane. This was a, just a drubbing. And your main events, two out of three falls for the RH World Titles, Tag Team Championships, FTR versus the Briscoe brothers. Man, oh man, oh man. Whew. Yeah, this one this one was rough, dude. They they hit two uh 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 oh what was the LOD's Doomsday Doomsday device. Yeah, they hit two of those. One of them, Dax Harwood landed on his head. Yeah, that was nasty, dude. Yeah. Uh yeah, this was a good match though, back and forth. Uh, uh, very, uh, very Briscoe cool. brothers got the first win. Apparently, the Briscoe brothers have they went on a tear there where they won like what was it five uh, two or three falls matches in a row with two straight falls. Um, so everyone was saying this was uh, this is their uh, like this is their match. Um, right. They they got the first fall off the Doomsday device. Uh, the FTR ended up getting the second fall, so we were one to one. Uh, they hit some stuff in this match, man. There was this was a fantastic tag team match. I don't know if it was better than their first match. I know a lot of people right. said it was, but their first match was so good. But this one was right I, up there with it. I uh, tell you what, I liked uh, I liked how it ended. It ended out of nowhere. Yeah, with a middle rope pile driver. Yeah, it's fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cash wheel or Dax Harwood hit a middle rope pile driver on the Briscoes to win. Um, this this was crazy all throughout. Like you didn't know who was going to win, and this was this and the Roosh match were the only two matches that I really like kept me interested and, and like the really the best matches on the show. Everything else was kind of eh, you know, wasn't a lot of great matches on the show, but those two matches alone were great. This match was insane. I understand why it got the main event. But putting the world title match first was really weird. Yeah. Um, this went 43 minutes. Uh, wow. Yeah. It was crazy. Uh, so FTR retained. We both predicted that, even though the Briscoes are going to be in ROH. So I don't know what they do now. I don't know what ROH does because they still don't have a fucking show. Um, these pay-per-views are good, but it's like, what do you do? Like, you, you know, they just do a pay-per-view every couple months here. And then I, I, yeah, I, just, I, I, they, they definitely got to get that show soon. So hopefully he pulls something out. Yeah. I'm hoping they have a show. Cause it's like, it's weird to have a pay-per-view every once in a while, but have no build except on dynamite and rampage. And then it comes to, you know, is Tony Khan going to be able to, He's booking it. He said he came out and said, I'm booking yeah. all or I'm booking our way. Yeah. Right now, it's easy to do. They're all kind of jumbled together on Rampage, on Dynamite, you know. Yeah. How is he going to be able to do this when he's got Amp, Rampage, Dynamite, and then an ROH show? Not in I the know. same place, all over the country, both traveling, both doing. He's going to wear, he's going to burn himself out. 
Yeah, exactly. I don't know, man. I think you, I think you put Colt Cabana in charge of ROH or someone that he yeah. trusts to be in charge of ROH. And yeah, I think that would be them good. running, have him, you know, be like a Vince with final say. But ROH doesn't really do crazy storylines. You know, they're not the storyline company. So right. you don't really need a lot to like creative, but it's still booking wise. Uh, I don't know where they go now. Claudio's the champion. Almost every champion in their company is technically an AEW wrestler. So I don't know how that works when the rosters actually, when they actually have their own rosters, is it still going to be where we got people jumping back and forth? Is it going to be a defined ROH roster? I don't know, man. Yeah. It's going to be weird. It is going to be weird. Ryan, let's finish this off with one more thing, and that is we do have predictions going right now for the G1, yeah. and I think we had we had one or two more nights. I think uh, it's uh, two more. Let me see here. Let's let's go through this um, and uh, see where we're at here. Uh, we, we ended on night three, right? Or did we do night I think so, yeah. four? I think we did night four. I think we did night four. Yeah, night four. No, because night four happened on Saturday, so we wouldn't have done that. Oh, okay. We only did, I think, three nights. So, night four, Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Aaron Hanare and C-Block by submission. Right. Shingo Takagi defeated Yoshihashi by pinfall and D-Block. Kazusha Okada defeated Toro Yano, of course, by submission and A-Block. And Jay White defeated Tomohiro Ishii in B block by pinfall. So White is two and oh right now. Night yeah. Uh, uh, who'd you say got beat? Just, oh, yeah, Takagi, man. Hey, is he 0 and two? I think so, yeah. Oh, my God. What happened to my Takagi? He was my favorite. Uh, you know, I, I picked him to win the whole damn block, too. So <laughs> he's got the. Make a major comeback. Uh, night five took place in Ota, Japan. Uh, we had El Fantasmo defeat Yojihiro Takahashi in D block by pinfall. Sonata defeated Taichi by pinfall in B block. Jeff Cobb defeated Bad Walk Fallway in A block by pinfall. And wow, that's a big win. He beat him in seven minutes. <laughs> wow. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Tetsuya Naito by pinfall in C-Block. I'm pretty yeah, sure Naito's 0-2, too. Oh, my God. Naito's 0-2? Uh, so, here is the standings. In Block A, Okada has four. Yano, Balak Fale, and Jeff Cobb have two. Uh, most of the people have not wrestled in that block yet, though. Right. Uh, B-Block, Jay White has four. Taichi, Tamatanga, and Sonata have two. Everyone else has no points. Uh, in C block, Zack Sabre Jr. has four. Hanare, Goto, and Tanahashi have two. Meanwhile, Kenta, Naito, and Evil have zero points. And in D Man. block, Osprey, Juice Robinson, Takahashi, Takagi, and El Phantasmo all have two points. Wow. So Tatagi, Tata, Tata, Takagi does have one win. Uh, okay, so he did win last week. He beats... He won on like night one or something or night two or something. Okay. Uh, he won on but night. Naito. He beat. Oh, uh, well, I don't know where he won, but yeah, he did get a win. Yeah, Naito uh, is 0 and 2. 0 and 2. Is this going to be his new story where he, he maybe he loses every match in this thing and goes on like a fucking tirade or what? Yeah, I don't know. He lost to uh, Tanahashi and Goto so far. 
can't believe you lost to Goto. What the fuck? Uh, but yeah, Walworth still has not wrestled a match. Okan still has not wrestled. Um, <laughs> everybody in C Blocks had at least one match. Uh, and in D Block, everybody's wrestled at least one match. So we've still got two people. A Walworth has not wrestled in A Block, and Okan has not wrestled in B Block yet. Right. So what do you think of the G1, Ryan? You like it? It's different. I mean, I'm you know, it's cool. Uh, you know, if you skip all the matches that don't mean anything, uh, it doesn't take too long. I feel sure. like I feel like the WWE needs to do one of these kind of things. I think it, I just don't know if an American audience would really fully understand it, especially a WWE audience. Um, they'd have to like remind sure. you every fucking two minutes of how this works. <laughs> uh, they're they're good at they're good at that crap. So, uh, but yeah, they should this should be the new king of the ring. Should do this. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, I think that's gonna do it, right? A short one uh, this week or this show. Uh, not a lot happened. We had a lot of wrestling news, not much video games. We will see you on Thursday morning, though, with another episode. We're going to be doing another fantasy booking and also another history of video games. So make sure to check that out. As always, you can follow us on the Twitter, the Instagram, the TikTok, and the YouTube at Sabri ENT for all the latest updates and news. Uh, thank you for listening. This is Nathan. I am Ryan reminding you to always hit your spots and set your scores. Later.